Well, the weather for the whole of the south of England will continue as it has for the next few weeks. It's going to be hot and moist, with temperatures rising steadily as time goes on. There's a chance of steamy moments as we move into the... Ah, sod it. We never wanted to do this. We never wanted to be weathermen and women, making innuendos about hot atmospheres and drizzly countries. We didn't want to be child-friendly. We didn't want to bang on about being for over-18s only. We want to talk about our sexy adventures. We want to be lifestylers, leaping from bush to bush as we sail down the rivers of British sex clubs and mountains of crazy experiences. The cheeky purple mamba, the liquid silk pumped liberally into our hand, the rodeo classic brief harness complete with Tantus curve, the enjoy pure one stainless steel dildo, the hot octopus digit, the ever so short messages on fab swingers, the sexy friends on Twitter, and the mighty vanilla alternative. With my best girly by my side, we'd swing, swing, swing. Get in the gym or to your car. Our advice you could go far. Fuck things up and we make mistakes. Talk about our sexy dates. It's getting hard for this to Welcome to episode 77 of the Bed Hoppers podcast. My name is Mr. H. And I'm Mrs. H. This is a special episode today. In fact, it's a Bed Hoppers Fack Off special. Mm. And this time around, we're going to be looking at what it's like to go to a club. Yeah. Now, we recognise that not everyone can go to a club at the moment. In no. fact, a lot of people can't go anywhere. And we haven't been able to for some time. In fact, the best club that we've been to recently is our front room. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, we've tried to turn the lights on and off to simulate the disco. <laughs> um, you know, I, I followed Mrs. H around with my trousers around my ankles and attempt to, to simulate the single guy experience that you get in clubs. And I also stuck names on all of our bottles of drink that we had. Um, you know, well, ha- uh, it's bottle uh, 43, please. Yep, great. As they hand over your thing. It just didn't work. It wasn't the same experience. Given we- away spoilers here about what a club's like. <laughs> so we thought whilst we were all dreaming about going to a club, we'd bring on some special guests, hmm. very sexy special guests, and yep. we'll hear about more them in a, in a moment. Mm-hmm. And we'd try and talk through what it's like to go for a club. So if you're thinking about going to a club for the first time, this is hopefully the episode for you. So this will give you a bit of background about what it's like going to a club, what you should think about, yeah. all, the good, blah, blah, all the good stuff, all the good kind of advice that you might need. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, hit yes. the thing. We got something that's just for you. Holy shit, it's an interview. So we've got a couple of special guests with us today. In fact, we've got a couple, a couple of special guests. A couple of couples. <laughs> Where are they? Well, they're, they're, we're talking to, to two of them and we've muted two of them. Why have we muted them? Yeah, it's it's really because they are in, in, uncontrollable and it's probably easier just to... Yeah, I mean, we can see them at the moment and she's doing some wild, like, hand gestures don't know i don't know what she's doing well so who are the special guests the special special guests yes so the ones that we're talking to are two of my favorite human beings and bradford and angela from by the by oh welcome, you're right guys. the second intro was so much better than the first one <laughs> imagine if i do like another couple of takes you'll just be like king and queen of the world if, if she does another couple of takes we'll all be asleep i tell you it's going to take so long to and get we might to that just point. start day drinking and then it'll just be like a descent into madness so yeah and there are other special guests the other special guests who are um being very quiet thankfully because i think they They're would 
Um, aren't the beautiful? Oh God, what are we called on? I don't know what to say. Where names are? It, you don't know what to say. Their names. I are. don't know what we're known as on Twitter. What did I write down on my I bit don't of paper? Know. I then? can't read your writing because I knew you were going to ask. You've this. written down top tits. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down top tips. However, oh tips! <laughs> can can they top are... tips be my be my ringtone? <laughs> top tips. Top tips. <laughs> they are naughty and rocket. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Yes. <clears throat> there Beautiful we go. People as well. There we go. See, they are yeah. they are on on silent, but they are watching this as it happens. Um, so if we get distracted, um, then that's probably why. That and you know we have the <laughs> attention. Blame Naughty and Rocket because yeah. they're I very a, distracting. Yeah, Naughty and Rocket and they're good friend Janine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Janine just made an appearance. <laughs> so we've brought Bradford and Angela on the show with us today because uh, we wanted them to be part of our uh, Bedhoppers Fack Off series, <laughs> which is all about the uh, regular questions that we get sent through in the post and on email and on Twitter and all the other places where questions can be sent. Um, so the question that we're going to attempt to answer with them and using their extreme expertise is around going to a club or a resort for the first time. Do you we got... get to go to this club with Bradford and Angela? Yes. Good. Yes, but That'll not be now fun, because... Time out. Time out. Club and resort are two very different expectations. Correct. Also, I have some clarification I need to know. You said the post. Do people actually send you letters? <laughs> Well, it just sounded like the right thing to say, to be fair. And, they and, send them by carrier pigeon. Yes, we, we get the occasional smoke signal. Um, in fact, I think it was actually some person that we found rifling through our bins that had the question for us rather than an actual item in the post. Oi, Kevin, get out of our bins! <laughs> it's Mrs H goes out clanging the bin lids together to frighten Kevin away. Well, we don't get to scale off like raccoons and things, so... Just, just Kevin's. Just, just Kevin's, really. So um, you're right, there are, they are two different things, um, which is why we're going to speed through them in, in two very small sections, I guess. So I think clubs are probably the, the one that we get asked about the most. And if we get a chance to cover a little bit about going to resort, um, we'll, we'll slip into that as well, if that's okay. Oh, my God, it's slipping into things. Sounds mm -hmm. mm, moist. <laughs> that's what I'm into. Exactly. So, um, you know, we, we, we're assuming, <laughs> yeah, moving He's swiftly onwards... Yeah, I'm trying to podcast a little bit. Um, so you're trying really hard, but we're all really trying to bring you down. Aren't we? <laughs> you're not trying to bring me down. It's just you're trying to keep me off track. No, we're so, trying to bring you up, baby. <laughs> you do that naturally. Oh, shut up and tell me more. Oh. <laughs> so um, we're assuming that we are out of the horrible COVID situation and that someone's actually able to visit a club. So, yeah, which which, you know, in the future may well happen again. Um, what's the first thing that people should think about if they're going to a club for the first time? What What's the sort of thing that they should have in mind? Is their partner also willing to go to said club? Does their partner know that they're going to a sex club? Um, you know, honestly, though, we laugh about that. But we have been at the club and a couple will come in and one knows what's going on. The other one thinks they're just going to a house party or something like that. And they actually don't know they're going to a swingers club. So it sounds funny, but it does happen. So having the conversation first is probably the first thing that you yeah. need to be doing. It's probably wise. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, this is the last thing you want to spring on a partner. It's the equivalent of going to the hospital and somebody going, oh, yeah, by the way, we're having a baby. <laughs> Like today, <laughs> not something you want sprung on you. Yeah, I've yeah. not been getting fat. I've just 
I'm just about to drop a baby. <laughs> Don't drop babies, jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would say have that conversation with your partner that that that's what you both want to do. And not to self plug here, but we recently did a couple of podcasts doing a worksheet on on this mm-hmm. on things that you should do before you go to the club. Um, and I kind of love that we're doing this podcast with you guys now, in that we can discuss. You know, you're at the club. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. So well, you've had the conversation, and you've you've both agreed that you are indeed going to a sex club. What sort of thing might you expect when you get there? So, so I'm going to even derail this a bit more. Sorry, there, buddy. Um, <laughs> in that. There's a lot of things you want to talk about with your partner before you go and, and things like, uh, do we want to go for a specific party? Do we want to get dressed up? Do we want, because a lot of these clubs are going to have some sort of theme night and it's, there might be theme nights that you and your partner aren't interested in. And there might be theme nights that you're very much interested in. So to take uh, an example, our secret spot here in Sydney, Australia, um, they'll have parties that are everything from, uh, sexy in his shirt which might really do it for some people and might not for others they have the pendulum parties which uh, are about bisexuality for for both genders uh and and might really do it for some people but not for others and then they have things like glow party which is all about uh the like a black light kind of Uh, more neon artistic thing and so i think it's important for for the people who are going to to check out the websites see what's going on and see if there's a a party theme that they would be really excited about because it's important to go and, and know what you're getting into and further to that as well while you're looking at party themes and whatnot on the websites take a look around the website itself and see what information you can glean from it as far as dress code expectations, of course, hours, costs, that kind of thing. But most clubs will also have an FAQ on their website that will answer a lot of your questions about the club itself. So definitely, I would suggest taking the time to just look around their site and see what you can find out from that. And then also think about like what you're going to do that night. So many of us don't go straight from home and straight into a club. We want to do dinner on the way. We want to make a night of it. And I'm often reminded of a comedian that I saw when I was in college that said, if you take a lady out for dinner and she orders a steak, you're not having sex that night. <laughs> uh, if, if she orders a salad, you are. And I'll say that also goes for the menfolk involved too, in that if you have some very heavy, like you don't want to go to a swingers club after having a bowl full of gnocchi. Um, they're going to sit in your stomach like lead pellets. And the last thing you want to do is have sex when you've got a stomach full of gnocchi. Well, you, you say this, uh, I can speak from experience in, in this I did this wonder realm. if this was going to rear yeah, its head. You know, I, the last thing you want to do is eat a full pizza and then get in the car and be offered some head. I mean, it's... Um, <laughs> because, probably... you know, what was well, happening... You brought it up. Yeah, like I was not, I was going to be polite and not bring it up because it's your fucking podcast and I wasn't going to do that. Yeah, but you were hoping, weren't you, that it was going to end there. so hoping. <laughs> this this so seemed hoping. like it was aimed at getting me to talk about this again, but it's okay. I we, mean, you, we... should, you should just get it out there now and just address Master it. Master manipulator I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think it is. it is true that you do need to think about what you're doing before then um the other thing that i was going to mention actually is that that before you even pick your club it's worth having a look at the uh the various sites to see if there's any reviews of the club and see whether it's mm. your type of club because they're all a little bit different and all operate in a slightly different way so it's worth having a look to see whether you're going to some sort of derelict 
warehouse or whether Derelict you're going to a, yeah, <laughs> or, or going to a place that's a little bit more upmarket. And you'll get a good sense of, of whether the club is any good from the reviews and what, you know, what people have said about it. Something that always um, really bothered me before we went to our first club, and I know it's something that we get tons of questions about, is always the expectations of what you wear to a club. And I appreciate it's probably something that's on your list anyway, but it's it's the one thing that always um, is guaranteed to like spoil me out of control. I'm like, what do I wear? I just don't know. And that's really genuinely what people worry about because you have to dress to leave the house and kind of look like outdoorsy dress. But then at the same time, you want something that's, you know, appropriate for where you're going and potentially going for dinner first. So it's a real minefield about what, you know, what you wear. So it's really funny because there is a lot of podcasters out there who are lifestyle podcasters. And I will promise you that everyone has an opinion on <laughs> on what do you wear to a club. Uh, and I'm going to say that most of them are fucked. Um, <laughs> what, when they get to the club? <laughs> that's well, that's no, a good outfit choice then. Before they get to the club <laughs> and not in a good way. Um, look, the there are two things that you really have to make sure of barring the fact that you're wearing something that is okay by the club standards. So admittedly, there are clubs that don't want you to wear singlets, don't want you to wear ripped jeans, don't want you to wear, etc. There are rules on the club. So as long as you follow whatever rules of the club you're going to, you have to worry about two things. The first is, do I feel comfortable in what I'm wearing? Do I like how I look? That's that's problem number one. Solve that and you're going to be set. Um, the second thing is, would I be attracted to me wearing what I'm wearing? This has done the little bit of Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Put the lotion on the skin. Would you do Or me? else, like, you know, because we see a lot of... of, of of other podcasters suggesting things that you don't wear jeans, don't wear jeans, don't wear uh, a t-shirt. Honestly, I've gone on first dates wearing a pair of jeans that I I feel like I fucking look great in and a t-shirt that I know like uh, shows off the good parts of my body, you know? Um, But now admittedly, most clubs will say no jeans, mm, no t-shirts, but it is, like you said, you want to, you want to be comfortable and you want to be confident in what you're wearing and, and you want to know that you look good. And so it's hard to say that like you should wear X, Y, Z, a particular style or whatever, because it is, it can vary from person to person what that is. And some people may say for the women, you should, you know, show your cleavage or whatever, but there's a lot of people who don't and are very sexy. Like you don't have to, to be sexy. It is about confidence and it's about looking good and feeling good in, in whatever that is, I would say. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that, that whole thing that you have to do something, that you don't have to do something. You have to feel good. You have to feel comfortable. You have to feel confident. Mm-hmm. Um, those it's, are, it's not very sexy if you're like tugging at your dress all yeah. night or trying to like resituate because something's not sitting right. Like that's, that's just not sexy. So you want to be comfortable. Yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've worn outfits in the past where I've I've been like, oh, this was a poor choice because I I don't feel like I look my best in it, or it it, yeah. it doesn't fit quite right, and it can completely ruin your mood, and you'll yeah. you'll just might as well not bother going. The, the reason it didn't fit quite right is because we had pizza before. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, oh the God. whole night was ruined anyway. If you had pizza, yeah, exactly. <laughs> true, true. Look, if like. 
I'm going to stick by what Angela and I both said on what you should wear. But if you're one of those people who really wants, like, no, 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 you have to tell me what to wear. You have to tell me what to wear. Like, you can never go wrong, ladies, you can never go wrong with an LBD. Uh, a well-styled little black dress mm-hmm. with great earrings, some sort of, like, if you're wearing a choker necklace or some sort of simple pendant necklace, something very simple, very, like, just go standard. Cla- go classy. Go yeah. classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, classic yeah. and classy. And and for guys, if you're wearing, um, a, you know, a pair of chinos with a button-up shirt, that's the, this something that's very... You know, it's very classic. It's it's not going to throw you, pop you out of the crowd. But at the same time, sometimes it's good not to be pulled out of the crowd because uh, it's very easy to be, you know, stand out in a negative way mm-hmm. um, rather than a positive way. And the only other thing I would comment on is underwear. Uh, on the off chance that you do go to a club and you do get down to your knickers, your pants. Uh, <laughs> your knickers. Uh, Thinking of you, Mrs. H. Um, <laughs> then, you know, make sure that they're not ratty, old, nasty underwear, boys. Uh, the number of times I've been somewhere and there's more than three holes in their underwear, one for the waist and one for each leg. Uh, remember, there's not supposed to be any more holes. Uh, <laughs> oh, just, yeah. That's a horrible image. <laughs> it is. Ratty, it is. old pants. <laughs> ratty, old pants. Yep. And the other thing I would say for women, if you're going to talk about underwear and whatnot, uh, a lot of people think, and, and this is a, an interesting position, just when you're just starting out and you're just dipping your toes in, you don't know where you're going to go with things. Because uh, some women, I would say many women, have, have lingerie that they feel sexy in and they feel good in, but you may not. Or you may think, oh, I've had this for a while and I want something new. Admittedly, lingerie can be quite expensive. Um, unless you're doing some online shopping and and digging around for stuff, but it can be very expensive. And so before you invest a lot of money in lingerie that you may or may not wear more than once, I would just, if you're, if you have something that you feel really good in and something that's really nice, then, then definitely wear that. But otherwise just a nice brawn panties. It doesn't have to be like a super fancy lingerie set, just nice brawn panties that you look good in, you feel good in. If there's a particular color that complements you really well, then then wear that. But it doesn't have to be something like super, super expensive for your first night out. Mm. Agreed. I, I found a good tip for me was taking something with me to maybe change into once I got there. Yeah. Because I, the yeah. problem I always had was that the underwear was amazing, but then trying to find a dress that kind of covered up the various like neck things and straps and stuff, it just didn't sit right and it just looked weird. So I would inevitably end up taking a little bag with me and having a, a swift change of clothes if I felt like it once I got there yeah that's a good point we do that a lot yeah because like you said if otherwise you may end up with like bra bits and other bits mm. sticking out from underneath your dress or the lines don't look right yeah. or something like that so yeah it's, it's good to be able to change yeah. into something and and I, let's let's actually take it the next step so where if you're folks that go to the club quite regularly and like I think that guys have it a little harder than than women because, and and not not like that. But in the fact <laughs> that oftentimes, me, like, <laughs> I, I'm just looking at Mrs. H there, and she's got that look in her eyes. Like, Men ha- women have it so much harder. Um, <laughs> no, I just like hearing you say harder. We have, a, we have difficulty standing out. Um, like women have all this great variety of lingerie, this great variety of bras and panties, this great variety of of 
clothing that really shows off their assets. Whereas men, what are we stuck with? We're stuck with pants, uh, uh, jeans, chinos, whatever, um, and trousers and, and, and shirts. That's it. And if you're wearing a button-up shirt, that's it. It's like, wah, wah, that's, that's all you've got. You've got different <laughs> colors and patterns. Um, guys, I'm going to say, if it's something that you want to get into, leather looks good on everyone. Mm. And if you get a pair of leather pants, and I know that everybody assumes that what I'm thinking is the leather pants that are a second skin, and I'm not at all. I've got a pair of leather jeans. They they're they're basically a cut of a normal pair of jeans, but they're solid leather. Uh, I have worn them out to dinner. I feel comfortable in them. Yeah. I look good in them. I like the way I look in them. And leather jeans uh, and a, 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 a nice button-up shirt is, is a great way to look. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you stand out, you're not so stand out that people are like, what the fuck's wrong with that guy on the bus? <laughs> um, I've had that look as well. <laughs> You're right, though. Like, guys don't really have near the selection of lingerie, yeah. even dress-down types of clothing. Yeah. They don't have near as much. Yeah, I agree. But Although, I think- a, a man in a suit, oh, my God. That well, does it for me every time. But I, I appreciate have, you may not like, want to go out in a suit. I will say, the number of times we've gone to, so OSS does a, our secret spot, OSS, they do a masquerade night. Uh, I always like to wear a solid gray three-piece suit. Nice. Uh, mm. With my mask. And I, there's something really... Uh, I'm going to say eyes wide shut, even though that was a horrendous <laughs> film. Uh, but there's something sexy about that kind of polished. But Yeah, you don't know I totally, I think a man can look absolutely amazing in just a good suit. Like it does it for me every time. I think even just, um, just playing with the concept of the suit. So wearing like braces or yeah, um, Bradford yeah. wears a bow tie occasionally. Looks stunning yeah. as ever. Um, but it just... <laughs> um, but little touches like that can really bring um, a bit of a difference and make things a little bit more playful or having some funky shoes. I know that um, Naughty, on, who who's, is remaining very silent here because um, he's on mute. So he's has, muted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's been uh, told he's got to stay silent. Has some amazing shoes that we've yeah, seen him rock up in and, and really set the, the, you know what he's Great. wearing off. Strong yeah. shoe game. In fact, Bradford's yeah. got some good shoes. Well, it's, it's one yeah. of those things that you look... It's, it's really funny because you don't want to spotlight yourself. The last thing you want to do is be when you walk into a room, everybody turns their head and looks at you because that's a very dangerous place to be in. Because while we often think that that's where you want to be, what you want is an item that people will comment on. Yes. You don't want to be like, and, and trust me, I am the guy that comes into the club wearing the Pac-Man full 3D suit <laughs> and, and the, and the LED shoes. I'm also that guy, but that I'm not years, always that guy. Uh, but you want something that people will come up and give you, which goes into the, I guess the next stage, once you're at the club, you want to give people a reason to talk to you. Um, flirting is hard and we often forget that. Uh, and I think for many of us who have been in long-term relationships, we don't know how to flirt and we forget the best thing to do is to give people an in. And so if you have a clever piece of clothing or something that's a bit different, that gives people permission to come up and say, I like what you're wearing. And that starts that conversation that breaks that ice. So something like taking my pet lobster to the club would be a good. (laughs) Absolutely. Pinchy. (laughs) So we, we, we've moved into the realms of actually getting into the club then. What sort of things might, might people expect once they get through those doors? 
Um, it's going to be dark. Uh, I think that has surprised a lot of people. Uh, it's going to be dark. Oftentimes, there's going to be. It's not going to be pitch black, uh, but it's going to be low light. Yeah. There, there's going to be uh, music playing. Um, if you're mm-hmm. like Angela and I, that music is going to be from a different generation, a much younger generation. Not, not always, <laughs> but sometimes. Uh, you know, it's um, there's going to be a lot of people. I'll say milling about, but yeah. not in a negative way. I would also say though that that what what you experience when you get into the club is also very regional because we've gone to clubs here in Australia, we've been to clubs in the US, we've been to clubs in Europe, and the style of the clubs, the way they generally operate is kind of different in the different areas. So I think that's that is gonna change as well. Or yeah, and again, doing some research beforehand will give you an idea as to what to expect. Um but yeah, I would say generally, overall, most of the clubs are a bit lower lighting. You'll have music. You'll have people that are kind of either standing around, sitting around, socializing and chatting. You'll have, and a lot of clubs will have a dance area. So you might have people that are dancing yeah. if they want to. Mm. Sometimes they have uh, poles, pole areas, don't they, as well? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Most so, most clubs, I would say, at least here in Australia, are BYO. Yes. So definitely mm-hmm. something to look at before you go, whether you need to bring your own alcohol or if they provide it or sell it. So the the first thing I would do is if you're a first-timer to a club, and Angela and I still do this if we go to a club that we've never been to before, ask for a tour. Mm. Don't be shy. Uh, you want to know the, air quotes, lay of the land. You want to know what you're getting yourself into. Plus, because. Go ahead. So being going on the tour as as a as a newbie is a good way to meet other new people in the same situation, mm-hmm. but also yeah. gives you a bit of a you know if if you're being taken around and shown the club, other people see that you are new and are much more likely to that gives them another in to have that conversation with you. And a decent yes. club will will offer you a tour. I think anyway, yeah. as a new member yeah. to their club, potentially they want your custom and they will they will give you a tour and they'll give you some kind of do's and don'ts and rules and try and hopefully reassure you about things like consent and you know etiquette and all, all those kinds of things which are important. And I think a club that doesn't offer you that, I actually feel a little bit wary of sometimes because it, it implies anything goes. So, but anyway, you're right. Different clubs have different kind of expectations and rules. Can I just say, I get so turned on when you say words like consent and etiquette. <laughs> I thought that. <laughs> you, put, you put the emphasis on a different syllable and it, it's, very sexy. it's very sexy. I'm just saying. Um, Shall I elucidate <laughs> for your pleasure? <laughs> um, but yeah, in, you know, in... There are clubs, and, we, and we've already hinted at this before, but there are clubs with very different rules. Uh, some clubs have rules where you have to be nude to be in certain areas. Yeah. Some clubs have rules where you have to be nude by a certain time. Some clubs have wet areas, spas, saunas, uh, pools, swimming pools, mm. and, and some don't. It's very important to know what you're getting into before you go. This is not a oh my gosh, I just Googled it. This is the closest one. Like Angela and I would do that. But like, if this yeah. is your first time going to a club, know what you're getting into. Know what you need to have uh, on you in order to go into these locations. And then when you take the tour, take a, a mental note of, of where these locations are and you know, am I allowed to be here with my drink? Am I, am I allowed to be here and be clothed? And so on and so forth. Yeah. With, with, without you. with or without my partner, yeah. yeah. 
Would you say that knowing is half the battle? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would, and remembering is the other half. Yeah. <laughs> oh, which brings me to another point I would definitely recommend is don't drink too much on your first night because <laughs> A, you want to be cognizant enough to you know get through the night and also you probably want to remember it the next day. So I would definitely suggest... Uh, Maybe there, drinking some to be comfortable, but but not too much. There is social lubrication, yeah. and then there is, oh dear God, why is that human still at this cl- club? Um, <laughs> AKA and we cunted. have seen both. Yeah, because <laughs> we've never been yeah. punted in a club, have we? No, <laughs> no, not not us, not at all. It is it is one of those things that you want to be the person that everybody wants to be around. You don't want to be the person that everybody goes and gets security to ask to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and we have seen clubs like, you know, eject people who are very intoxicated. And you know, I'm glad they our do that. Our Secret Spot has done that. Yeah. yeah. So as a side story, Our Secret Spot, they didn't eject this fellow, but he left. At one point he left. And his partner comes down and goes, where did my partner go? And everybody was like, I don't know. Where is he? So they, she was like, I have to find him. So we did this quick tour of the club, couldn't find him anywhere. He was nowhere. And she goes, he has to be somewhere. I have all of his clothes. (laughs) (laughs) This poor fellow got fucking wasted and then walked naked four blocks to their Airbnb. He called his partner from their Airbnb and said, hey, I'm, I'm back at the Airbnb. She's like, all your clothes are here. He's like, yeah, could you bring them? Could you bring them? I need them. <laughs> oh, don't be that guy. I remember something that I did, um, I hadn't considered about a club, which has just popped into my head. Um, I don't think, and this was naive of me, I don't think I realised about the mobile phone policies in clubs. Not that I want to go around taking pictures of things, because I don't, but I get quite panicky being away from my mobile in case I get calls that I need to answer and that kind of thing. But most often clubs will make you put your phone away and not have it out in, you know, communal areas and whatnot. So it's just something to bear in mind. It ends up being that it's, it's, it's not because people distrust you, Mm. um, but it's because that people can't be trusted. (laughs) It's a safety thing. It is, it's, it's for your safety, not Mm -hmm. necessarily everybody else's. Um, Plus it helps keep the conversation going. Yeah, yeah it encourages because you to like all of us, like right now, I want to look at my phone and ignore you two cunts completely. But <laughs> like, Angela's like, no, Bradford, that's rude. <laughs> well, Meanwhile, I'm looking at the puppy and uh, ignoring. <laughs> that's true. Angela is ignoring you because of the puppy yeah. who is eating your strings. I know, that's fine. The other thing to, to consider if you're if you're thinking about going to a club is to 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 be prepared and take uh, the right equipment. So if you have, you know, you, you might want to bring condoms because not every club provides them, although, you know, I'd argue that they should. Same as lube, they don't always do that. So it's useful to bring that with you, particularly if you've got allergies and that you're going to be allergic to certain condoms or brands of lube and all that sort of stuff. And also to bring any toys that you want to, to play with while you're there. So, you know, to have it with you is, is much better and not use it than to be there and desperately needing it and not being able to get it at all. Mm. Yeah, most clubs will have I, lockers, don't they, to, as well? So, just yeah. to reiterate that the vast majority of clubs that we have ever been to will not have latex-free condoms. Yeah. Um, and you, you, you kind of 
alluded to that is uh, about the allergies, but that's a common allergy that people have. So if you have a specific condom that you are allergic to, uh, bring it your you know bring what you would use at home yourself. Also, dental dams as it, well. Most clubs don't have dental dams, and, and some people really want those to play with. So yeah, if there's anything that you do particularly want or need for play sessions then like you said bring it along with you and if there's a particular toy you were talking about toys if there's toys that you're like i know that this gets me off every time then definitely bring that because you might need it so right bring way. bring bradford with you then basically <laughs> oh I, I he goes everywhere am i me. a dental damn <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, baby, I'm a dental goddamn damn <laughs> god damn <laughs> So we've touched a little bit on, um, ironically, on etiquette and how to behave. Um, you know, I, I think some people don't know how to how to how to behave, and so this might be their first experience into the lifestyle. Do you guys want to talk a little bit about consent? So we always go back to fries. Um, so when it comes to consent, consent should be like ordering fries. Consent is freely given. It's reversible. It's informed. It's enthusiastic and it's specific. So basically the long and short of it is, if I ask you if you want me to do something, I don't want to feel like I'm coercing you into doing it. I don't want you to do it because I want you to do it. Uh, at any point that we're, we're, that we're playing, you can go, I don't like this, we need to do something different or we need to do nothing at all. And that's completely okay. Um, Consent is so important. We often say that uh, consent is king. The the first thing that belongs in a in a sex club is consent, and that's before anybody enters. Uh, like it, that's a that's a sort of mentality of the club. And you'll know when you enter a a, a, a swingers club that's very pos sex positive that it'll be you'll just have that feeling. You'll feel safe. And I think that's something that we've talk to folks and they're often quite shocked about is they're like well i come to this club and i feel completely safe mm -hmm. and again our secret spot here in sydney the number of single women who are friends of ours that go because they know they can go there and they they don't have to worry about you know when they say no they know they understand that people are going to leave them be mm -hmm. um yeah, it's, it's really important to be in a consent-focused environment because you don't want to be somewhere and then get into a situation where somebody's not listening to your needs or not respecting your needs whatsoever. Uh, I dare say that if we find ourselves in those situations, we try to eject ourselves as soon as possible Yeah, because it's not a friendly environment to be in. And we've been to clubs where you can you can tell that that is not the 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 community that they're trying to build yeah. it's not as consent focused uh and we typically will we'll we'll still play with ourselves but we won't play with anybody else there because of how important that is it feeling safe and and feeling making others feel safe is more important to this community than really anything else um, and when you feel safe, it's it's a lot easier to have a good time to kind of let yourself go a little bit and be like, I'm going to enjoy this. This is going to be fun because you're not constantly worried about what's that person doing over there? What are they going to do to me? What's happening? When you're thinking about that, you're not focusing on your pleasure or your partner's pleasure and what's actually happening in your, your little scenario. It's interesting because the first club we went to was very much, um, I don't think consent was a, a thing that existed in there necessarily. 
and it was very um, laissez-faire approach yeah, to and, it, yeah and it did leave quite a bad impression on us in terms of going to an actual club because it was our, our very first experience and it also had um you know reams and reams of the wanking dead shuffling <laughs> around with cocks and hands just around the place so you know and it wasn't until we went to a place that had consent very much at the forefront of everything and had had much stronger rules and etiquette in place where we actually felt felt safe enough to play and enjoy ourselves. Yeah, and, and other clubs, you know, might do it a lot better, thankfully. So, you know, the clubs that you do experience where consent is a very much a, a laissez-faire focus, thankfully aren't an abundance, I think. And it takes time to find a good club, I think, where you do feel safe. And it's, it's interesting because I feel like this could be a, I mean, this is a full podcast conversation mm. that we can do. Um, we've done multiple conversations about consent and the, the fact that like so many people go, Oh, you know, that's, it makes, that takes the sexy out of it. Like <laughs> I've completely disagree because again, you know, part of being sexy is, is knowing that you're in a position that you can be safe. Feeling safe is sexy. Um, and it also doesn't have to be a really long drawn out conversation. It could be a quick 30 second, one minute, you know, what are your limits? What's okay? What's not okay. Even, you know, may I touch you? Can I kiss you? Like just a quick little something. It doesn't really have to be, or is this okay? And just a little something. It doesn't have to be like a super in-depth, okay, now let's sit down and draw up a contract here. Yeah. It doesn't need to be anything like that. <laughs> and, and, you know, just to, I mean, just to call them out, oftentimes we hear the consent isn't sexy from the, typically the male uh, of, a, of a partner, of a, of a couple, um, which is always fascinating because they're really interested in consent once they find out I'm bisexual. <laughs> so like it's it's one of those things that it's like all right cool uh it wasn't important until you found out man ba suddenly we're less interested in you uh because like that's that's what it, that's what it happened that's what happens um it, consent is for everybody it's for both the receivers and for the givers to know what they're allowed to do and that way you're not always second guessing can i do this should i do this uh and you like angela said you can have this conversation in in 20 30 seconds before anything starts and i think yeah. even if you're embarrassed or afraid of that conversation at first the more you have that conversation the easier it gets and you you yeah. develop a, a, a pattern that, and pattern as well that that works for you and it, it was one of the, the the really um things that really st struck us when we went to desire back in november was the, the the sort of elevator speech at the beginning and that conversation around things and you know, we hadn't encountered it to that level, but actually once you got into the <clears throat> swing of things, um, <laughs> it, it became second. Yeah. Thank you. It became second nature. And actually it became something that we genuinely missed when we, when we mm. left it, of course we can still carry that on and, and take that with us and, you know, help it live on in, in different ways here. But, but actually that the way that that was done was, was a real, you know, probably the first time that we'd seen that done to that level. Yeah. I think it was, it was very clear that consent was a systemic kind of um, force underpinning everything you did. And you almost didn't have to worry about it once you kind of realized on day one that it was there and it would not be broken. And it became so, very sexy very quickly, yeah. but it did take you. Yeah. And, and just to build on what you're saying, I'm assuming you're talking about the, uh, the life on the swing set yeah. takeover. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, because we've we've gone to desire at other times, and consent wasn't nearly as as much of a focus yeah. as it is 
during the Life on the Swing set takeover. And it is. A lot of people are like, oh, that's not sexy. But, like, it's kind of fun to go, all right, cool. All right, so this was the last time I was tested. This is what I was tested for. You know, this is how we always play. This is the, the safety measures that we use. Where We use condoms for this. Um, and you play to the sexy, you play to the safest and sexiest person <laughs> in the room. Um, and, like, that's just it. And they're like, all right, cool. Now we know, like, we mm. know all the rules of the game we don't have to guess yeah and i think that's that takes so much pressure off of me because as somebody who is a classic overthinker and i think mrs h is probably more similar to me in that case than than even are you accusing my wife of being an overthinker <laughs> i know right <laughs> j'accuse bradford <laughs> i mean i'm as shocked as you are um i am but, an overthinker you know, you're right <laughs> But it is one of those things that, you know, I think you and I are constantly overthinking, what can I do? Am I making this person uncomfortable? Am I making, am I doing this right? And, and, and part of having that consent conversation is making sure that you don't mm -hmm. have some of those thoughts. And it also gives you a bit of a guidebook as to how things are going to go. And so once you know what's allowed and what's acceptable and what people like and what they don't like, um, just a quick little overview, even it really kind of gives you an idea as to, okay, this is what play is going to look like with these people. And it, again, it gives you the, the comfort and the, the knowledge of this is what's happening. And then it makes it so much easier to actually get into it and to have fun with it. So we talked a little bit about desire there. And, you know, uh, I, I guess as, as one of the sort of biggest resorts or, or biggest sort of lifestyle things that one can chuck oneself at, um, a sentence a lifestyle holiday then yeah lifestyle holiday i guess um have you got any thoughts around going on one of those hey <laughs> i have thoughts about all kinds of shit yeah, I know you <laughs> do. that's why i'm asking you look um i will start off by saying that it is very full-on so if you're new to the lifestyle it can be very overwhelming but at the same time if you, because most of the swinger resort, resorts or swinger friendly resorts are clothing optional as well. So if you just like to be naked and you just want to be around other people, it can be good to go as well. Um, but it can be very full on. And so I think it just kind of depends on what your expectations mm -hmm. are. If you want to jump in with both feet or if you just want to dip your toe in. I would say my advice to folks would be don't just go by yourself. Don't yeah. pick a week and go some random week uh do some research find groups that go because there are so many takeovers and 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 mid takeovers and just small groups that go to these locations find a group that you have something in common with uh because it, again it goes back down to the ease of flirting if if you and i have something in common whether it's you know whether it's something like the life on the swing set takeover whether it's another podcast takeover and you like you listen to that podcast and you like what they say, uh, whether it's, uh, the, you know, a, a, I don't know, some other group of people who happen to go to one of these uh, swinger-friendly resorts, go with them because that makes life so much easier because you tend to have these pre-conversations where they'll be on some sort of chat mechanism that you can you can talk to people before you go, which builds that excitement. Then once you're there, you already have something in common. You're all there as part of a group. And, and just having that commonality can make 
breaking the ice so much easier. Absolutely. And, and I think you touched on it where, where you said it was very, it can be overwhelming when you first walk into that environment. And, you know, we, we went after being in the lifestyle for a good year and a half, two years or something, and we found it incredibly overwhelming. You know, we'd experienced some clubs, but actually we hadn't been to an environment where there were so many people naked and so much stuff going on. So it took us a, you know, it, it took a good day for us to find the groove of, of that. And that was even with a, with a group of people and, you know, that we'd met before. Yeah, there's some decompression, I think, to to be had when you get into that kind of scene and you you kind of you're overwhelmed and it's easy to be overwhelmed and then try and fix that by having a few drinks just to make yourself feel better. And then that rapidly descends into madness as well. So you've got to give your time to adjust if you do go. I think research is probably the biggest key to a lot of this is to try and take out the unknowns. And then, you know, when you do do rock up, you have a level of understanding of what's going to happen, what you can expect and try and think through what you know how you're going to handle it all (laughs) also when you're going to a resort it's it's good to remember how long you're going to be there for if you're going for a long weekend like three or four days or if you're going for an entire week whatever it is it can it can really add to that overwhelming and at some point you will likely need a break from it all and Mm. and just to know and to remember that it's okay to take time away from everybody that you can go lay on a beach bed for a few hours. You can just hole up in your room. Just if you need to get away, you can get away from everybody because it can get to be a lot when you're there for multiple days in that environment. It's different than going to a club where you're there for just a few hours. But even that, I was going to say, I was going to touch on what build on what you just said was there's no shame in any situation, be it club or be it resort in taking a moment for yourself. Yeah. Uh, you and your partner going away to a, cl- a quiet space uh, and regrouping for just a, 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 a little while, uh, whether that's a few moments uh, at a club, whether it's a few hours at a resort. There's nothing wrong with taking that break and and kind of pulling back for just a moment and regrouping. Definitely helps. And, and I know that we did that. Oh, we did. Yeah, we needed a, an evening where we just went off for a few hours and just reset and yeah. had a cuddle and and that made all the difference actually that was enough for us to to recharge and then go out and face the the madness once again before <laughs> jumping into it of course the other the other big thing that 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 we found with going to resorts was around all the costuming and you know you don't necessarily have to do but we found it was incredibly fun getting stuck in, in stuck into that and I think the more you put in, the more you get out, definitely. If you really try and like put yourself into it and have fun, then you will reap the rewards of that and you'll you'll have a good time. I think but you don't a, have to. It's a great way of giving people in. It's, again, mm. you know, if you if you go in and you've put some effort into having a, a nice costume, the chances are people will want to come and talk to you about it and you know especially if it's um to do with you know uh, with with the life on the swing set takeover there were a lot of nerdy costumes going on which for me was amazing because conversation starters absolute conversation starters it also gives people a bit of an insight as to who you are because with any of the themes or any of the costumes they can be interpreted a lot of different ways and so it's always interesting to see how people do interpret it and how they make it their own. And that gives you a bit of insight as to their personality and what they like. And if you're going to be interested in them or match with them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, cause, go ahead. No, well, I was about to wrap things up, but if you've got more to add, please chuck in. <laughs> I was just going uh, <laughs> to add back to that costume thing, because a lot of the, um, 
a lot of the swingers clubs uh, and most of the takeovers and most of the resorts will do some sort of quote theme nights. Uh, if you're not somebody who likes to get dressed up, you don't have to. So they, it's very much at desire. If you wear a t-shirt that's in theme or hell, even if you just decide not to show up to the, um, to the, to the theme night things. I mean, there are, there are event organizers who don't, like to dress up so they don't so they don't they just don't show up to those things and that's completely okay because it's not their thing uh i think that that's one of the great things about the the community itself is that there are there are venues in which you can really throw yourself at and be all in and then there's parts of it that you can kind of take it like take it back and, and not be as as all out there and ultimately i think more than what you're wearing or whether you're in theme or not in theme or whatever. I think it's more about your attitude. Yeah. Do you have a positive attitude? Are you there with good intentions? Are you in a good mood? Are you, you know, somebody that people want to approach and want to talk to and want to be around and interact with. So definitely, definitely, definitely have a good attitude and pay attention to, to that as you're going into things. And if you're in a really shit mood and not having a good day, maybe it's not a good time to go. Yeah. Absolutely. Agreed. That argument in the car isn't going to help you. No. no, it really doesn't. Uh, no, and then, and then finally, because I know you want to wrap this up, I would say next day my advice is go to breakfast, go to brunch, go to lunch, whatever time you wake up, <laughs> depending on how big of a night you've had, uh, and and go over the night. Talk about everything from the meal you had before to why you chose what you wore to that was a rhyme and I didn't mean it to. Um, <laughs> You know, if I could rhyme with mean it, that'd be amazing. Uh, but you know, like to to go over the whole experience with your partner and talk about things that that stick out in your mind, things that you really liked and things that you really didn't like, because then that will help you craft and mold your future experiences if you want to do it again. Yeah, Absolutely, that is good advice. And plus, it's fun. So if you had a really good night, it's good to yeah. you know relive it and go back over it. And... A perspective that maybe you didn't have. The number of times Angela has told me that stuff has happened, but my face was between somebody's thighs for like forty <laughs> minutes. I, I didn't see any of that shit. Well, geez. Well, one of one of my favorite um, shows that we've done is is talking about the night that we all went to um, our secret spot together, and <laughs> yeah. um, because what I love about this so much is that it it. it gives you that whole 360 view of everything that happened in the club pretty much from about five different perspectives. So I think um, the ace slut did a show on the same thing and talked about his version. You did your version. We did our version. And and between it somewhere is this beautiful story that encapsulates mm. what happened on the night. But some of that stuff, we had no clue that, that had gone on and it wasn't until we heard your perspective or, you know, joined all the dots. Yeah, yeah. It was fantastic. So <laughs> it's, it's like, Oh, that's what happened. Okay, cool. So having that conversation afterwards, I think is, is yeah, vitally it's important, really, really because important you do get to find yeah. out what's going on, but also um, it helps you emotionally connect with the story and, you know, write your own history in a way and, and make sure that, you, you know, you get the best out of that experience, mm -hmm. which I really like. Yeah. So, so guys, any other little top tips for people that are thinking about going to a club or resorts? before we close this one down do it have fun do it have fun and above all else attitude is everything when you have a positive attitude going into something you're much more apt to have a positive result coming out of it uh if you go in thinking something's going to be bad you're remember brian whether you can or you can't <laughs> you're right
<laughs> well, thank you very much to, to both of you for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure seeing you and talking to you. Um, thank you for our silent guests um, who have remained silent yeah, because yeah. they've been very well behaved. I don't know if you have been watching, but our our chat has blown the fuck up with them. Has it? Like, I haven't looked. Yeah, there's been a lot of naughty, naughty things. Well, I, I've been trying to keep the, the show on the road, so I'll, I'll have a yeah, look Yeah, he's been it. driving safely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Looking after us yeah. all. I've, I've been reading and trying to respond a little and like... <laughs> Yeah, we, we like, did. Somebody has discovered they like boobs. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's a good discovery. Um, so um, before we finally close this thing down, where can people find you? Where should they go to find more by the by stuff? Well, they can find us normally uh, out of quarantine at our secret spot. <laughs> <laughs> right now they can find us at our apartment. Um, no, if uh, find us by the by uh, the podcast, we talk about all things sexy. We've been going on for 200 plus episodes. Uh, there's some terrible episodes and there's some really great episodes. I'll let you figure out which ones are which, but they're <laughs> on all podcasts, everything from Apple to Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Acast, whatever. Um, that you can find us there. All of our socials are Instagram, uh, Facebook, and uh, Twitter. We are at By the By Podcast, so you can find us there. Or email us, please, at uh, theatomsoflove at gmail.com. And our website as well, www.bythebye.com.au. That's why I keep her around, because I forget the website every time. <laughs> and she recently redid the website, so I should probably pay more attention to it. <laughs> and a very pretty thing it is, too. Oh, shut up and tell her more. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks very much, guys. Uh, we shall catch you soon. Thanks for taking part. Yeah, you, we need Thank to have you. you on our podcast. Yeah. But we'd love that. You know that very much. Yes, you can talk about British things. <laughs> oh, God, don't get me started. <laughs> I'll talk all about British things. You just want me thing. on there so you can poke fun at me, don't you? I do. It's true. Yeah, I, I want to poke more than fun, baby. <laughs> <laughs> have fun poking. You betcha. <laughs> So what's your favourite club? My favourite club? Yeah. Whatever? Yeah. Uh, a golf club? Or oh. A... <laughs> <laughs> chocolate club? Yeah. Do you remember those? Well, club, if you club like biscuits? a lot of chocolate on a biscuit, <laughs> join our club. Yeah, I used to love the fruit ones. Yeah? Hated the orange ones. I, what, were, what were the golden ones? Oh, I don't even know why they were gold. I think they were supposed to be some I, extra chocolatey special one. I don't think they were clubs, though. I think they had a different name, but I can't remember what that name was. Oh, I don't know. They had a sort of like a caramelly kind of texture. Yeah, like a, I don't know, but they were extra gold. Extra look, gold. Looked like they should be really quality things. That's fair enough. So if you remember the chocolate bar that was gold... <laughs> Uh, yeah. please drop us a line and, and get in touch um, anyway thank you very much to our special guests you were absolutely awesome and amazing as per normal yes and uh, you know it was very nice to, to catch up and see them again always fun always fun um, but your favourite club Mrs H mm. so uh, in terms of clubs that we would like to go to if yeah. we could leave our house <laughs> if we could leave our house what what would be your favourite yeah, club yeah I think Vanilla Alternative Vanilla Alternative is probably the one I come back to most uh, as a as a club that is nice for me mm -hmm. yeah definitely and what club are you looking forward to going to the most that you haven't been to before that i haven't been to before yeah. oh my oh my goodness oh uh, my days oh my christ <laughs> <laughs> let me think i don't know um i actually don't know what about that donkey dicks place oh god no thank you <laughs> no no i no i remember seeing a picture of their lockers on their website and it put me right off bristol gardens oh we haven't been there yeah i'd like to try that yeah 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Bristol Gardens at some point. At some point. When when Corona Geddon has stopped. Yep. Uh, we are coming. So twenty twenty three then. <laughs> twenty twenty three. We are coming we are on there. for you. Yeah, yes. I think that's 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 fair enough. Yeah. What's your worst club? Um. <clears throat> Should we be saying what our worst club is? Yeah. Why not? A certain way. <laughs> it was angels. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my days, that was a shit club. No, it wasn't the club that was shit, maybe. It was more a combination of factors like the people who were there maybe on the night, the, the experience that we had. I don't know. But I, overall, it was not a great mix of things for me. Mm. And what, I would not go back. What's your favourite foreign club? Oh, uh, have we been to a foreign club? Only once. <laughs> only oh, no. Once. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, uh, wait, wait, what? Wait. Oh, well, we went to uh, our secret spot. There we go. Yeah. Is that your favourite? What's well, the only one. There we go. <laughs> default. Default. <laughs> default. Default. Excellent. 